0: Hey everybody!
1: Hi everybody! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome back to the Punk Like That podcast, episode number seventy-seven. 77. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Tama, and the other host is Liverpool Neil. Yes, back in the SSA. How you doing, Neil?
2: I'm doing okay. Doing okay, thank you. On this uh, Tuesday afternoon, back after Sa- <laughs> how was your Thanksgiving, Tom? Did you have a it did was, you have a good good break? Nice.
0: Uh, we went over to my dad's, despite uh, governor's governor's warnings. And uh, yeah, we went over to Mom and Dad's, and uh, had had our. uh, We always have homemade pizza. That's our Thanksgiving tradition. Pizza, not
2: not turkey and shit.
0: Well, it started years and years ago because we'd have so many Thanksgiving dinners that Hmm. Mom wanted to give us something different, so we'd have homemade pizza, and just kind of stuck. Even though now we really didn't have any traditional (laughs) Thanksgiving dinner. Even though this year my wife did make one, which is great because there's like only four of us now, and we got this like fifteen pound. Yeah. Turkey. But but the fact matters, let's be real. Turkey's not that good of meat. So we lived for the we had turkey enchiladas one day afterwards, and then we had turkey soup. And uh <laughs> so the leftovers were much better than the turkey itself. But we well, live for the stuffing is what we live for. That's the that's the jam.
2: Well turkey can I mean, right? I like the dark meat. I like it moist. If like um... greasy. Yeah, moist and greasy, and if you if you know what, if you inject it with like butter and shit like that, it can be the the breast can be juicy as well. But um, yeah, it's so weird. People in England are like, you don't have turkey for Christmas. I was like, no, we have turkey at Thanksgiving. We don't. I mean, some people maybe do turkey at Christmas, but not many. It's normally like but a the ham fact, or something to Christmas, right?
0: The fact of do matter is, they don't really, you guys really don't celebrate Thanksgiving.
2: Anymore. Oh, no, no. there's no. The the U.S. is the only country that does Thanksgiving. you so.
0: ungrateful bastards. I've said it before, and I'll say it again.
2: <laughs> Why would we celebrate Thanksgiving? It was, just, it was you guys screwing you just the it Indians. It
0: was like us surviving winter after getting out of your <laughs> horrible country. That's
2: right. It was just screwing over the Indians, wasn't it? I'm sorry, Native <laughs> Americans. My bad. Oh, my God. Showed my <laughs> age there, didn't I? <laughs> you,
0: you didn't say Indians. You didn't Indians. Didn't the, you r- the red Indians. <laughs> you didn't use the hard J, uh, but you know, on you this, bastards. It's it was definitely you know it's one of those things. Thanksgiving is a cool holiday. It's cool for a couple of different reasons. It's really cool because if you have a pretty good job, usually you get Friday off with Thursday.
2: Right. Exactly. Yep. So
0: yep. It's so you get the day off and you do all your family stuff and you're like, it's still only Friday. So yeah. You still have a long weekend, so that's excellent too. But I think I think as a society. And as a as an individual, we do tend to be fairly ungrateful because it's just like, oh, my internet's not working. It's the end of the world, you know, or, or or the littlest things kind of throw us into a tizzy. But I think it's a worthwhile endeavor to take a step back and say, you know, we got it pretty good. So True. anyway, so, so we're grateful to you, our listeners at until I die for sitting here listening to us yammer on for hours on end.
2: So no, they're
0: a bunch of bastards. What do you say? <laughs> <the> <laughs> yes. But no, it's it's it is one of those things because you know, obviously, man, this has been a hard year. It's been a hard year for everybody. It has. It has. And but still, you know, we're 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 doing okay. Um, I mean, I'll tell you what, the year ain't over because I like now with the first time when when the first wave of COVID that we laughed about six months ago or nine months ago or eight months ago or whatever we, uh, there was all that federal like uh, unemployment money, so we were doing
3: okay. much
0: better financially. Yeah. And, and it's not like we're not paying our bills now, but now my wife's barely working, honestly. So we'll see. We might have to go on the austerity budget in 2021, which will mean that I can't order just 10 <laughs> reps
2: a week. Yeah, I know. Okay, let's get on to that, shall we? Because the day following Thanksgiving is, of course, Black Friday when everyone has <laughs> you know, sales.
0: We got a lot of, we're going to play a lot of songs today. So Ooh. why don't we, why don't we actually, so.
2: <laughs> you don't even <laughs> want to talk, you're too embarrassed to talk about it, aren't you? No, no, I,
0: I ordered something else last night.
2: <laughs> Holy I shit, have- man, you are fucking on on a roll.
0: I ordered from nine different labels. Anyway, but, so, much, much like episode 69, we're going to let the number of the episode guide us
2: yes so this is episode 77 so of course in uh you know bowing to our punk roots 1977 being the uh being the
0: but it's not really so that's what so we sort of struggled with that too but but you know what i'll play that song that you recommended you know let's this would be a great one to start things off
2: i think so too I mean, I mean, I mean, mean. Punk didn't start in 77, but 77 was when most of the bands broke through and released their first records. They might have formed in 76, but most of the great records came out starting in 77. So that's what we're going to be doing today.
0: Even this guy, you know, we're going to, we're going to start with Richard Hell and the Voidoids doing Blank Generation. Um, but, you know, he was, he was active with television in the mid-70s, I think.
2: Yeah, television, then the Heartbreakers, and then, then he left them to do his own thing. Yeah. Exactly. So every
0: every band he, was in, he got thrown out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, this guy, honestly, Richard Hell might have been one of the very most influential punk rockers, right? Because this, the legend has it that Malcolm Malcolm uh, McLaren. McLaren saw him and sort of took that style back to England and with this new band that he was working with, the Sex Pistols. So. 100%, yep. So exactly. anyway, yeah, we're going to – this is such a great song, and this album – is, is considered a classic. It's Richard Hell and the Voidoids. The album is a blank generation. We're going to play the title track, but the fact of the matter is, it's sort of a jazzy, uh, it's not my favorite album. It's got a handful of like good, good songs on it, a couple of great songs, but even though it's considered a classic, that's not necessarily one of my favorites all the way through. But anyway, enough that without further ado, here's R- Richard Hell and the Voidoids with blank generation.
2: Generation by Richard Hell. Um, Hopefully you've all heard that before, but I'm betting there's a lot of people who haven't. Um, Yeah, I mean, Richard...
0: You know, it's got like that, almost like that old rockabilly kind of a chord progression to it.
2: Richard Hell, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he had a a complicated history, right? Because, yeah, he was in television at first, playing bass, then... He got thrown out of that. I don't think he was techni- technically adept enough to be in television. And then he got together with Johnny Thunders and was in the Heartbreakers when the Heartbreakers first formed after the New York Dolls split. And um and he left the Heartbreakers and then did it started to do his own thing. And you're right, Blank Generation is a ver that album, it's a very strange eclectic album, right? You're right. It's got a, like a they had a guitarist who was more a jazz player, I think, than anything else, right? and um there's a lot of long songs on it it certainly isn't what you would think it certainly isn't the ramones by any means right no no
0: but it it does point out how before everything got so codified a la the way the english were playing their punk rock it was very eclectic and there was lots of different bands doing lots of different styles you know i told i probably told this story before but i i i saw television only one time at um fest and i thought it was cool i I dig marky moon and even adventure and even that like Album they did in the early 90s had some good songs on, honestly. But when I I went to this weird 1977 tribute show in Grand Rapids at a small club, and it was Zach from Pairs with our buddies the Bloody Lips playing the Nevermind the Bullocks, which they did very poorly. But it was fun. (laughs) And then there was this bigger band of maybe six guys or so, and they did the entire Marky Moon television album, and I really was taken aback by how much how musical it was and how mm-hmm. complicated it was and these guys did a really really nice job doing it. So honestly my best experience with television was watching these local non-punk musicians because I didn't recognize a single one of them from a local band, you know, otherwise doing uh, Marky Moon. It was really, it was really cool.
2: That's interesting as a tribute to 77 punk that they would decide to do Marky Moon. Of all things. Yeah, it was
0: 2000. Well, it wasn't necessarily even punk. It was 2 it was 2017. It was like a 40th anniversary show like i said they did that and hmm. i really went for the pistols thing um which was more fun than good and then i and then i just hung around for that i think i had to work or something the next day i remember i i bailed out of there early but i don't remember what the other 77 albums they played but i don't think it was anything i was interested in remotely i don't think it was even remotely punk hmm.
3: it's
0: probably like you know the first Hall and oats album or something <laughs> so, <laughs> or I, so, I so
2: john would have been in it <laughs> Junge until he would have been in his element <laughs> well,
0: it's, well it's funny because you know 77 yeah punk bands but there was still a lot of crap you know i mean obviously it was you know it's probably like the first eddie money album or something well i, I,
2: I think i've said i mean i think that's what I, I mean i've talked about it before but that's what made that mark Boland tv show so interesting um was that he would have some punk bands on there you know generation x and the jam and stuff doing their first singles and then the next yeah, the next song would be some bad country country rock ballad or something (laughs) by a bunch of guys in flares and with belt big belt buckles you know it was it was such a weird time the late 70s were just completely fucked up and that's what made punk so amazing
0: yeah so theoretically on the radio you could hear maybe a ramon song next to an eagle song or something
2: yep exactly Exactly right, yeah. One of those two things is really good. You yeah, have to take you to task about something that, though. You said that it, it was eclectic before the British codified it? What, what was that about?
0: Well, all those British bands, and, and, and you could say it's eclectic compared to, you know, American hardcore or some of that stuff. But the fact of the matter is those British bands all had a similar sound. At oh least Oh, my, my God,
2: I would completely disagree. I would completely yeah, so so somebody,
0: doing like weird jazz fusion stuff and and all the I mean you know, like the stuff in L.A. that was going on it was so it was so random I mean, you know in New York you had a band like Suicide and you had a band like Television you had a band like Talking Heads you had a band like the Ramones I, you know I think about Sham 69 and Cox Bar and the Clash and all those bands they had a similar sound yeah but I'm then but
2: then of all you've also got X Ray Specs completely different you've got Ultravox who were doing true. something completely They're, different Stranglers true, doing something completely different. Either.
0: You know, as opposed to that CBGBC, those aren't the first bands that come to mind though when you think about that that scene. You know, the seventy seven scene. You think of the Clash. You think about White Riot. You think about you know.
2: Well, that's why know. I'm going to play some different stuff today. You see, because I exactly went for that. I went for some more of that weirdness because yeah, Ultravox were doing a more of a Roxy Music type yeah. synthesized thing, and the Stranglers were doing their kind of old pub rock thing but with dirty lyrics and you know so yeah you had some of that stuff right you had the pistols and the clash doing that stuff but uh, even back then i mean you might say that the london stuff or the english stuff was not as eclectic as the american stuff but it was still a ton more eclectic than what passes for punk rock today
0: that's true well um, but that, you know we've kind of talked about that too in the 90s like all these bands were being produced by the same people yep and it sort of had this genericness to it
2: generic sound but, and gen- generic instrumentation generic uh pace yeah for sure so why don't you
0: play one of these amazing songs and then we'll talk about black friday a little bit um what are you, what are you gonna play first
2: all right i'm gonna play actually one of the early um stranglers singles yeah. um so yeah the stranglers if people don't know they actually formed in like 73 or 74 i believe and they played the pub rock circuit for a while and they were notable because they had an, an organ player so you know most obviously punk rock bands did not have organ or piano or anything like that at all so so the stranglers were something different right off the bat they had their own thing going on completely and um so yeah i'm going to play the song um one of the early singles something better change by the stranglers Something better changed by the Stranglers. So yeah, you'll see it isn't certainly what you would think of by uh, typical punk rock right there. Even though at did the you time, already,
0: did you already play Down in the Sewer at some point by them?
2: Down in the sewer, I don't think I did because that goes on for about okay like 25 the, minutes. Or- I think.
0: It's got an organ riff that like yeah makes light my fire by the doors. Yep. Seems subtle.
2: It does. So but, yeah, I mean, all our albums, all Steve our early Ray albums Ray, are great. As, as a tribute to my sewer roots. <laughs>
0: But yeah, you know, yeah. So let let's start with you. So so so, man, the every record label, not everyone, because there's actually a couple I sort of like Facebook stock to see if they're going to do some specials. But so many of the record labels were doing amazing Black Friday sales that I am I am my wife is going to blow her lid when she gets a gets the card. Credit card bill. So, Neil, what did you, what did you get first? Since I imagine, I think your list is a little shorter, and we've been talking. Obviously, you have got a bunch of records in England, and we've been talking about that for the last couple of weeks. So, what what did you what have you mail ordered from these labels that are running specials lately?
2: Well, I have to say, what I got it, basically, it's all because of you because I wasn't planning on buying anything on Black Friday, <laughs> So thanks message. for that.
0: <laughs> you appreciate me sending you a message every time I come across one yeah,
2: of these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'd keep emailing me or texting me saying, oh, look, you know, such such Red Girlfriend's having a 50% off sale, or such <laughs> and you know, Fat Rick right. is having a 20% off sale or whatever. So.
0: Well, 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 listen, dude, I'm just trying to make myself feel better by dragging you down with me, because I am telling <laughs> you, I, I have this list on my desk at work. And I have ordered nine from nine different labels directly. And I have one of them so far.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: so, mail is going to be, and, and it's like, man, what a jerk I am. It's like Christmas is coming and I'm ordering all this stuff for myself. I'll probably just honestly just take some of the boxes and be like, give to my kids. You're here wrap this up for me for Christmas.
2: That's a good idea actually. Yeah. yeah cause so
0: just, you know, crap. I don't want otherwise. Right.
2: So of all, of all the links you sent me, I, I didn't get anything from fat wreck Um, I, didn't... I remember
0: last time not finding much that you wanted. Right. Even, right.
2: Yeah. Um, and then uh, what else did you send me? Oh, Pirates Press had was having some special deals, but it wasn't on everything. It was only yeah, on was a very, few things. Limited, yeah. yeah. Basically, they were selling off the agrolites lights for half price, which <laughs> you know you'd have to pay me to take that. I think um, some crappy agrolites lights box set. No thanks. Um. <laughs>
0: on sale i mean i think that's a that was one of those one of those special things they did that people who wanted it bought them up they weren't cheap i don't think
2: no Uh, and i know i know they had a whole bunch of rancid singles too which i actually thought about for a second i think all the rancid seven inches were all three bucks and i thought about that but i didn't i think
0: those were like those uh, maybe not like that like they do the whole albums as seven inches but I'm not sure. I didn't look at those either.
2: Dude, there was like 25 singles on there. I was amazed by the amount of singles they had on there. But there go. but go what ahead. I go did, what I did. oh, so you also sent me, what was the other label, that, the the first one that you sent me? Was it oh, Rise? Rise, yeah. So I know you got some stuff from there, but I looked and there was nothing I really wanted on there. But the one you did send me was uh, Rad Girlfriend. Yep. And I'd be meaning to pick up the um, Raging Nathans, their last album. Um, a positional Defiance for a while so I took the opportunity to get that and I also got a Pink Lincolns record that you'd been talking up you'll so it. you'll love it yeah so those were both those were both half price both in, yeah, yeah. so I basically so got for two.
0: basically like 20 bucks you got two LPs or yep. 22 bucks or
2: something. yep two for the price of one there and okay so um, which one was it was it Rise Records that had that last seven seconds album yep. yeah so I didn't get anything from them, but it got me thinking about Seven Seconds, so I went and looked because I had two of the first three Seven Seconds EPs, but I didn't have Skins, Brains, and Guts, the very first one. So of course I went onto Discogs. I
0: just got that one recently. I think we talked about that. So it like went, nine. It's got like nine songs or something. Yeah,
2: so I went onto Discogs and I bought the original of that, which I probably spent more money on the original of that yeah, than I've you did got- on like six albums. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I got the repress. Well, that was the thing with all these records I've ordered. It's all like I'm, I'm probably averaging like 10 bucks an LP Right, maybe maybe like 12 bucks shipped Right, so it's hard to argue with um so is, and, is, that, is that all you ordered then from uh, rad girlfriend?
2: Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I got two albums from rad girlfriend Um, what else so uh, you know what I went to the mr. T experience store, whatever that is I can't remember. Oh, what oh yeah, they... it's
0: called sounds rad
2: sounds rad. Yeah, yeah, yeah and um because I had previously bought the reissue of um, Mr. T Experience and the Girls Who Love Them or whatever it's called. Yep. And I absolutely love the... I love everything about that. Actually, the song's great and the sleeve is fantastic. Yep. And I bought... What's that? Uh,
0: uh, were they doing a sale too?
2: They were. Oh, and no. I got... Um, I ended no, up I'm... I ended up just, just getting a t shirt from them actually. I got ah. a Mr T Experience t shirt. I hope their
0: after... So after sales over now because I'm gonna go over there.
2: <laughs> yeah, they had a whole bunch of Mr. T Experience stuff there. Um so I got a T shirt from there and also obviously the Morrissey store was running some kind of thirty percent off sale, so I I got some I got some Morrissey merchandise as I as you knew I would. So
3: What
0: so what did you get? So now you have all the vinyl. so what did you get t shirts or what?
2: Yeah. T shirts and a sweatshirt. Cl- crying
0: claws. <laughs> yeah, such an asshole. <laughs> oh,
2: and you know what? I have something to say about that. So <clears throat> the uh, Punk News uh podcast. I haven't listened to it in a while. I just happened to I saw one drop this morning, so I listened to it. It made me immediately furious within ten minutes. <laughs> was I on there? No, you weren't on it, it was Haley. I'm
0: very rarely on anymore. Maybe, maybe once a month. I don't get invited on too much anymore. I'm sure it's not because the Englishmen trashing them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it because no but it, i just happened to listen to the newest one this morning and they were talking about morrissey and of course they started shit talking on morrissey and that just What's got me see though. well he seems he, he seems to have he seems to have changed his tack because he's i think he's, he's, he's i think he's bowed up. to some of the peer pressure for the fucking woke yeah. dickheads so um so that got me furious immediately and i immediately sent an angry uh angry text to adam told him to knock great. it off so there you go
0: great
2: Yep so that pissed pissed me off within 10 minutes
0: the thing you're supposed to do with these things and i've been known to do this i've done it even with john i'll write out the angry email and then i won't send it and then i'll go back the next day and usually just the just the process of writing the email takes away the need to send it because usually you'll regret it but whatever
2: oh no i never i never regret it
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's the difference (laughs) between you and the animals <laughs> yeah, or yeah. between animals and you. I don't Listen,
2: know. I've got points to make and I'm going to fucking make them, alright?
0: <laughs> Whether anybody cares or not. <laughs> That's
2: right. You're going to see okay. things my way or else. Um right. did That's, I get anything right. else? Did I get anything else? Uh, cuz we've got to make our way for you for your long 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 list of nonsense, but uh, I think that might have been it for me actually. So, yes.
0: All right, I'm gonna play, that that took long enough. We're going to play another song. And uh so, one of our favorite '77 bands, collectively, you and I—that is, Dead Boys—both love the Dead Boys. We do. First album came out in '77. They were kicking around Cleveland, maybe even early '70s. Certainly by mid '70s, right?
2: Well, uh, that as um Rocket as Rocket from the Tombs, yeah. But no, n- uh, not not as the Dead Boys. The Dead Boys weren't didn't film until a yeah, bit later. But
0: I mean, you hear those. You there's some tapes bouncing around of that stuff. I mean, they they were the sound was pretty close.
2: Oh wait, well, well they're, they're Cheetah songs for sure. It was so.
0: jacked up kind of a jacked up Rolling Stones kind of a yeah, kind of a vibe. But the, so their first album, of course, Young, Loud and Snotty, came out in '77, and. And every song on it's great. Was there 10 songs on that? 10, 11 songs? 9 songs? Not Just, enough. You know, Not enough. Yeah, that, yeah. But that's what e- I say. Every song is a classic. Yep. Um, but one that I think doesn't get enough love, and I love this song. It's got such a great tension to it. It's called Not Anymore. So let's do uh, Dead Boys, Not Anymore from Young, Loud, and Snotty. <laughs>
2: Classic Dead Boys with Stibb singing with uh, a great song, Not Anymore. Um, yeah, I love that. I, and I actually think that one was a uh, Rocket from the Tomb song, as a matter of yeah, fact. It, it, yeah. Because,
0: you know, I love the Ramones choppiness and no no guitar solos, and I think all that stuff's great, but the Dead Boys were so good at weaving the guitars around one another
3: mm-hmm.
0: in sort of classic rock and roll sense. They were one of the few bands that could really... Really pull that off, probably because they learned to play guitar before, you know, like outside of punk uh sort of parameters, you know.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, cheetah was, you know, he fi- he figured out, yeah, how to write a song and, uh yeah, piecing that shit together for sure. Oh, the, you know what? There was one other thing I bought. I bought that new Queers record, so I did buy okay, that. He did. Yeah. Now that
0: I managed to ship out any time now, I haven't seen any. So okay, so. So I've actually talked about a couple of these things before. Like I said, I actually have nine, nine things currently ordered. No, I got one of them. The first, the one I already got was from mom's basement. I think it's out of Pennsylvania or something. I got that really quick. I got that split between the Jason's and the black Russians. And I'm pretty sure we talked about that in 76. So I won't believe, it. And I also got the city mouse get right album, which I love so much. City mouse only has one album, female fronted trio. Um, so I got that. I got notification that my orange first pressing of the Screeching Weasel LP is has shipped. Okay. From LA, so that should be here. I haven't got any word from from All Star Records yet about the Queers record. That was a weird one, huh? Because it wasn't. It was pretty reasonably priced, I thought, and Four, it was fourteen bucks. bucks. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah fourteen bucks, and it was random color. Yep. So it was like only eighteen or nineteen bucks shipped. Yep. Um. So I'm waiting on that. So that's one, two, three things. I so Rise was doing were oh, they doing ten dollar LPs and yeah. five dollar CDs or something like that? Yeah, something like that. So uh, of course, every LP I bought, I, no, I don't have them all on CD, but I have most. So I got Ray Rocket from Teenage Bottle Rocket did a solo album a few years ago, kind of an acoustic album. It's funny because uh, Cody from Lillington's Teenage Bottle Rocket actually was on that with him, so it's literally like an unplugged kind of Lillington's album, or I'm sorry, Teenage Bottle Rocket album. Mm-hmm and it's kind of a it's kind of a mellow jam you know more than a punk rock record but i remember liking it i reviewed it a couple of years ago i never picked it up physically so i got that on beautiful aqua vinyl and i grabbed the last looks like it's going to be the last seven seconds album which was called a light on came out maybe 16 or 17 or something too um great album great great you know seven seconds had a few in the middle that weren't anything to write home about, but they were right. pretty, been pretty consistently good towards the end. got that in blue, I think, or green. I can't remember. And then the other one I got was the newest, um, TSOL album, which I kind of, it must admit, once again, I have it on CD. I think I bought it cause it just was so cool. It was like half and half and then splatter like black and clear and red or something like that. So, and then, so, and that was like, you know, so those ended up being, you know, maybe, 12 bucks a piece shipped. And then I went to fat rack and that was kind of, <laughs> I was, I was actually sort of going to skip them because eh, I've given, you know, given them enough money over the years, but I did get a couple of the face to face albums that I didn't have on vinyl. Um, old, and I ones, got,
2: old ones or the newer ones?
0: Uh, one older, one newer. Okay. I had, I had the, my two favorite I already had on vinyl, which was the self-titled and big choice. So I got "Don't Turn Away," which was their very first one, and then I got "Protection," which was actually the last one, which was pretty good. Those are all both black, just standard. And then I also threw in—I know you, I know you're not such a huge fan of this band, but—and this is not one of their best albums by any stretch of imagination. But I did get the album, the Descendants album, that was on Fat, which was called "Cool to Be You." Hmm, what but was once that? again, I paid these, paid less than ten. You know, I—I I got these. I think I shipped three albums for 34 bucks or something
2: when was uh when when was that album was that one of the mid period albums or what four maybe okay
0: i think it was the last one before the new one so or was it was am i backwards no that was yeah that was that was it everything sucks was like 96 or something like that but anyway um and then i got uh
2: hold on did you hold on did you say you got the um face-to-face the album hold fast
0: no, that's the acoustic one. I was
2: gonna say, yeah, you don't wanna get that one. Shit. You know,
0: I, I didn't hate that. Once again, I think it like one of those things I could probably put on when I'm feeling mellow. But yeah, I, I'm I'm sort of against these old punk bands doing acoustic records. Me
2: too. I think in it, general. Yeah, I think that's I think it's. I mean, not totally. everybody's
0: Mike. Not everybody's Mike Ness. But that that face to face album was okay. It actually had at least had some just like sort of arrangements on it instead of just you know guys sitting there with his acoustic guitar. I mean that's 2020, right? Punk guys playing punk songs on their acoustic guitar streaming to us.
2: Or even worse on a fucking ukulele. <laughs> yeah, <there we> go. <laughs> Shove it up your arms. Like
0: that older descendants album because I the, the Milo stuff that, that's come out solo stuff, I just cannot yeah. I cannot work up the gumption to give a crap about. Yep. Um so what else what else I ordered? I ordered last night when I should I should have been done, long done. I ordered uh, the uh, the like the second last I think it was the last true dancing studio album
2: but it was like eight bucks or something. Where'd you get that from?
0: Uh, Nuclear Blast.
2: The hell's that? Metal is, that label. is that a
0: label? Okay. Yeah, metal label. Once again, I have it on CD, of course. And um, what else did I? What else did I get? I can't, Oh, Red
2: Girlfriend, um, baby. What did you get from oh, Red Girlfriend? I,
0: for, yep, I got the new Red Girl, the new uh, Raging Nathan's album,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I got uh like their last couple three splits so and i, I and for ep which is like their first their first ep from 10 years ago where there was like five songs on
2: so i don't um, know if i don't know if that sale is still going on on rod girlfriend but you just yeah. had to enter the co- uh, code um what was the code jello biafra or something what the hell was it oh jerry only jerry only jerry only was the code okay, if you I mean, enter it's, that, it's you get 50 percent off I don't, so any,
0: by the time by the time this is up it's likely oh all that's these, true
2: that's true oh, yeah yeah
0: but you know every year on black friday and especially this year i think the labels are really just trying to make a few make a few bucks and you know it's it's not like i'm 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 being like all super altruistic i just want to buy a bunch of crap
3: i know
2: i know i got something else and i can't think of what the hell it was that's that's bad right when 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 you've bought so much stuff that you can't even remember what the hell you purchased
0: i know what what the other one i got out but i know it's not going to ship for a little bit i ordered uh, both the queer splits from pro rock records over there by you north of chicago
2: Yeah, well, the funny thing about that is uh, that's where Kenny is, but they actually ship from New Jersey, from the guy from the from Pete from the Fullers. Yeah,
0: yeah. I should have uh, maybe. I I guess we should have pushed a little harder to get Kenny on the show. Maybe I could have could have got him to send me some free stuff. But you know, I don't (laughs) mind. I don't mind throwing a few bucks at these people either.
2: No, for sure, I agree with that.
0: It's uh, been a such a weird, a weird year. So even though my wife's probably gonna be not pleased when she gets this credit card bill at the end of the year, the truth is, I still probably only spent a fraction of what I would have if I would have been going to shows.
2: See, it's funny you say that because I actually felt a little bit bad about the Red Girlfriend thing. Because I mean, yeah, I mean, if if Fat Wreck do a twenty percent off sale or something, who gives a rat's ass if that fat bastard doesn't get all the money? But um, yeah. but I know that uh, I know that Red Girlfriend is probably running on a shoestring as it is. So I felt kind of shitty from having to you know buy stuff on 50 percent sale you know what i mean
0: you didn't have to i mean you could you listen it well it depends did you go through Bandcamp or or you go through the other one
2: i, I think i went to, yeah, through the after Bandcamp. i think I don't, i'm so not I sure through
0: Bandcamp or store envy but i know the Bandcamp one you could actually put more on there no really store it was
2: that. store envy you're right it was store envy that's who i went through yeah
0: but but well it's one of those things i'm sure he clears out clears out some stuff at the end of the year and um I'm sure we'll. I'll do some more business with him before it's over. Mm-hmm. I, I had already got the split with um with the other guy that was on, John, from Dead Bars. Dead Bars.
2: Yeah, that's, so, a, good, that's, that's a good split, played, that one.
0: We played a bunch of these songs last week.
2: Yeah, we did. Um, I don't
0: know, weak might be too strong a word.
2: When I got that Pink Lincolns, man, I was really undecided on it because you had really talked it up, but the sleeve, was, that sleeve art is so fucking bad, I was like, I don't know <laughs> if I want this. Iggy Pop. <laughs> It's, just, it's fucking. Well, Iggy Pop needs to have his hands broken because because <laughs> I was <laughs> cause I was fucking dreadful. It's not known
0: as a visual artist.
2: Apparently, Please. apparently not.
0: All right, play another song, y'all. All
2: right, um, I am going to. Um, so, if you say Sham Sixty Nine, most people just think of some of the. If the kids are united. Compl- all the complete nonsense they did towards the, towards the mid or end period of their career, like "Hurry Up, Harry" and stupid nonsense like that but wasn't that only like five years of their career it probably was but to me that's that seemed like it when was going downhill it was going downhill rapidly from there um i mean because then he started doing inspirational dance or something i he jimmy percy's a weird dude but anyway early on 77 they were one of those blistering punk rock bands and their first single um was on I think, Step Forward Records, I believe, as 12 inch. And uh, this is the B, one of the B sides off of that. This song is called Red London. And I'm betting that most people have not heard it before. So this is Sham 69 with Red London. <laughs> There. Red London by Sham69.
0: Now, now, I have not heard that, and I probably am a little more versed. At you know sham 69 than the average you know man yep. on the street but no it, i'm not familiar with that
2: it's a great i mean that is such a such a the whole ep well i can Ooh. say ep it's got three songs on it so it's, i guess it's not really an ep but um um it's i don't wanna it was a 12 inch um i don't it's... wanna was on the a side and then ulster and red london were on the b side I'll see
0: if i have that anywhere because i i don't i don't uh, i have like one of those big like two or three disc like Sham 69 things Mm -hmm. like compilation from Parlophone or one of the, whatever label they were on.
2: See, it might not be be because, because, again, that was on step forward records, which was a small local record. Actually, it was a record store in London and, uh, they decided to like a lot of record store, like, like rough trade did. They were a record store and they just decided to form a label to put out, you know, stuff by some of the bands that were hanging out in the store, you know? But anyway, I love that. I love that Sham 69 song that, that early stuff. Um, yeah, I don't wanna. Uh, obviously, break breakout, angels with dirty faces. That that first album is fantastic too. And in fact, the first thing they ever put out was a free uh, one, a single sided seven inch that they gave to people in uh, at a at a gig. So that was.
0: Bet you that goes for a couple bucks now.
2: Song Song of the Streets is what it was called. Um, yeah, mm. so that goes for that goes for about fifty bucks normally. Somewhere oh, like that. Yeah, because like... it, it was reissued as well. well, it was bootlegged, I should say. Hmm. But uh yeah. Yes, so, sir.
0: so it's funny, you know, so in nineteen seventy
2: seven. I hope I go I turned, to heaven.
0: <laughs> I turned four, well, I turned four in spring of seventy seven. You turned fourteen earlier in nineteen seventy seven.
2: Exactly right. I was so fourteen we were, years old.
0: We were too young to really be I mean, you were probably aware of what was going on more than more than I was. I'm sure you were probably at least aware of it a little bit. Um, I I I was obviously too young, but the fact of the matter is my entry to punk rock, being a guy who's now 47 years old, was like first wave punk rock stuff. I've, ta- I've said before, my first, the very first punk rock stuff I ever owned was um, Nevermind the Bollocks. Mm-hmm. It was Story of the Clash, Volume 1 and 2, okay. which... Came out, I don't know, mid late eighties, like when CDs first kinda got going. And then uh, Ramon's Mania, which is like this 30 song best of that went up through maybe Animal Boy or something like that. So I was I was ten years, it was almost ten years on. It was eighty six or eighty seven, I was ten years on, but that was the first stuff I heard. So a lot of the people who are my age or even a couple years younger than me came into punk rock through like either like the epitaph stuff or the fat rack stuff, or like from a video game or some other silly thing like that. But I managed to kind of luck into like listening to the old stuff first. Mm-hmm. That's so good. it's funny. So you and I probably kind of were, you know, our entry bands are some of the same bands probably.
2: sounds like it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but... for, yeah, for me, um, I actually did uh listened to it in 77 i was only 14 i didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground but one of my brother's friends um came over my brother's six years older than me so he was the perfect age for it right um and one of his friends even though he really was i
0: don't know dude he would so he'd have been 20 in 77 that's almost too
2: old (laughs) Well yeah, I mean he was more into black he was into black sabbath and stuff like that, right? Sure. So he was into the into punk a little bit. Uh he was into the p- pistols. He he bought Nevermind the Bollocks when it came out, but hmm. you know, he wasn't he wasn't like a punk rocker or anything like that. Sure. But um he had a friend who came around who left some records with him who was and um and I he, it was the first Ramones album, the first Devo album. Uh hmm. there's a couple of other things too. And I listened to them and I loved them immediately and I taped them on my shitty little cassette player, one of those little like oh. piano key cassette players. And I would walk around the summer of seventy seven listening to this stuff and uh absolutely loved it. But mm. uh so yeah, but then I didn't go to a show or anything. I didn't you know, I I got my first album, Christmas of seventy seven. My brother bought me the first Stranglers album. Uh the second Stranglers album, as a matter of fact, No More Heroes mm. that came out christmas 77 and he bought me that so that was my first punk rock record that i owned and then i bought um first buzzcocks and a couple of other things after that with and the first clash album actually on new year's uh, new year's eve on 77 before 78 so i was listening to it in 77 a bit but uh you know i didn't start going to shows and stuff until 78 so yeah unfortunately if i'd only been a year or two uh, older i would have been right there right so,
0: Yeah, well, what are you going to do? You really want to, at this point in your life, do you really want to be a year or two older?
2: Um, no, but I would have loved to have seen the Sex Pistols. <laughs> that would have been interesting. You know what I mean? Interesting. <laughs> I would have loved to have been able to say, I saw the Sex Pistols or saw X-Ray Specs. I mean, I saw most of the big bands, but I never saw the Pistols and I never saw X-Ray Specs. So those two will always haunt me, you know what I mean? Oh.
0: So, so, Neil, you and I are in this old man old man punk group right
2: indeed we are
0: (laughs) and and the the british people and the american people love to argue about who started punk rock
2: yep that's the common the common source of that uh going for like yeah for like 10 years ever since facebook started that's all they've been arguing about right (laughs)
0: and there's and there's no solution to it but you you have an opinion on this or not really
2: no they both start they both came through at the same time i mean both people on both sides of the atlantic were pissed off with the current state of things and you know it exploded um yeah, there, i mean the ramones did it first but i mean the pistols formed in 75 and you know it's it's all it was all happening at the same time well ramones, bubbling are, 70,
0: up. ramones are 74 and i think you of course can look at the band's I mean, people either po- point to New York or Detroit. And a lot of times they'll point to Detroit and they'll say MC5 and Stooges. Well, and I think those were definitely very influential to the first wave of punk bands. And that was, So they started, like the MC5 and the Stooges were late
2: 60s. Okay, my friend. I t- I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're all going to do a show that is just going to be about that. About okay. the early, you know, pre-punk punk stuff you know what i mean so sure. yeah you'll have the mc5 and the stooges and um and then,
0: but the, well then you bounce over to new york and the dolls have yeah the new york
2: dolls right yeah you have the dolls and a lot of those other so they bands started yeah. what
0: about 72 i think their first album came out in 73 yep. yep classic man that first album is so good
3: yeah
0: um and then and then so the this sort of leads me to the next band i'm gonna play this band was actually around earlier too. So this, so in '77, Ramones put out their second and third album, uh, "Leave Home" and "Rocket to Russia," and this band, another New York band, was actually putting out their second album. That band is the Dictators. You a Dictators fan or not really?
2: Um, I don't know them that much. I mean, I know some of the some of the big you know, some of their biggest songs, but I don't know them. You know, I don't know them that much about them apart from. Handsome Dick Manitoba and all his nonsense, but you know, I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> but, not a dictator's huge fan by any means. It's
0: it's unfortunate that in recent years he's kind of become sort of considered a buffoon. Like his bar went out of business. I know he was trying to like save his Bowery crappy Bowery bar or something. I don't know which. I never went to, but uh, it's it's the the first three. I think the first the the first three the only legitimate three dictators. i um, go girl crazy. Uh, Manifest Destiny and uh, I can't remember the third one right out at the moment. Uh, Blood Brothers. I think they're all classics. Hmm. I mean, I definitely think they're all worth worth owning. So we're gonna play a song, and it's funny because they definitely you can hear new wave influences. You hear all kinds of stuff, but yeah. So this is I'm gonna play a song from Manifest Destiny, their '77 album. And this is called uh, Heartache. Catchy song. I bet you like it. <laughs>
2: Dictators with the song Heartache off of Manifest Destiny, their second album from 1977. And the first album, the one you see the most probably is that first one, right? Go, girl, crazy, Go, girl, girl, girl. where it looks like yeah. he's like acting like a professional wrestler in a cha- in, in a train. dressing room, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from '75. Now, what were some of the big songs off of that? Because I, I should know some of the stuff off of that.
3: Uh,
0: faster, louder, or was that later? I don't know. Let me uh, the look. The, the, uh, don't ask me individual tracks. Oh, they have
2: they have, a, they have California Sun is on it. I assume that's the cover. Master Race, Rock, Back to Africa.
3: Yeah, what the hell well, is this? Is a screwdriver?
0: Was, but well, there were some songs that they kind of took some lag for definitely oh Um, i
2: i know the big song off that it was i live for cars and girls that's the big one yeah hmm. cars and girls yeah i know that's a good one
0: because on so on manifest destiny their 77 album tying this all back together they uh covered search and destroy and how is that the great stooges song it's it's fine i mean it's you know it's not Really, an improvement on the original, but
2: see, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't really call this punk rock, then, next, would you? I mean, next it's almost, it, it's almost kind of like it's almost like the tubes or something, right? It's people said it was punk, but it really wasn't, right? There's
0: some new wavy element to it. Um, so man, I'm trying to and on okay, on Blood Brothers, which was '78, that had a couple of like I know influential songs, Faster and Louder. You know that one? Nope. Faster and louder was, i mean, the Meat Men covered it. I'm—I'm—and the, they had another one called Minnesota Strip that was kind of popular. But anyway, great records, all great records.
2: See, it's funny. There was a lot of bands kind of like that from the New York scene who might have been going for a while, but they just like jumped onto the punk thing. Um, like kind of like it? the Stranglers did in England. Like Cherry Vanilla and. Um... Who were some, some of those other, like CBGB's, uh, not, not not CBGB's, what was the other one? Uh, Max's, some of those Max's Kansas City bands, yeah, like Cherry Vanilla and stuff like but that. You,
0: but, but you kind of have to say it about the Stranglers too, right? Like they were doing their pub rock thing, kind of going wrong, and they kind of got swept up in the punk rock thing, but they don't think they really intended when they started out to play punk rock, you know?
2: Well, they didn't, but the lyrics are twisted and very dark and very strange. Um... <laughs> So I guess it depends on if you're just talking about the music or whether you're talking about the lyrics and stuff too. Because lyrically, they certainly are.
0: Mm. Well, they're no Gigi Allen, my friend.
2: (laughs) Oh, at the time they were. Hugh Cornwall (laughs) got arrested for wearing a shirt that was um, it was like the Ford logo, but it said "fuck" on it instead of Ford. And he, he no, he got arrested for that. Now he's so,
0: somebody's great grandfather. That's
2: yeah, right. So yeah, so at the time <laughs> because he had a lot of and, and they got they got they were very sexist, right? And that they got into a lot of trouble for that too. They had a lot of uh, dirty songs, staring at the beaches, huh? Yeah. Oh my God! One of my favorites. from I think it was like the first or second single. That was the first time I was aware of them. I yeah. So Some,
0: so their first so I have an album by them on C D called like No More Heroes or something like that. Is that like their first LP?
2: Second album. Again, that was the that was the first album that I ever got. That was the first album That's Andy the one that had Peaches on it and all yeah. that though, right? Uh no. Peaches was on the first album. Peaches on Ratus Norvegicus. Norvegicus.
3: Huh. This is one well, the bit, it's, like a, it's got a big
2: comedy. rat on it's got a big rat on the cover. No No More Heroes a... has the uh, has the like the flowers on the cover.
0: It might be a compilation I have, I guess. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, for like six bucks
2: a time or something. So, (laughs) well, there you go. So, value for money, right there. Before we bounce, before
0: I let you bounce back over and play another English song. So here, I I read something one time, and I wish I I wish I would have pulled the book out, but I was too lazy, and then I would have had to actually find the page, which would have been really difficult. Because I read this book about the Ramones, and it was not a not a great book by any stretch of imagination. But it was talking about the origins of punk because we're gonna sell this once and for all.
2: <laughs> oh Jesus. Good luck with that.
0: <laughs> I actually should find that and post it in our in our old man punk group because I think it's really well said, even though I hope I don't I hope I don't butcher it. But what he said was there's no question that punk's earliest roots were in America and that it influenced the British band starting out. The difference was that Britain was such a small country that it was able to really take hold in Britain a lot more so than America so that it spread across the whole country as opposed to America where you know punk rock was not going to get big in Kansas so in America you had LA and you had New York and you had a couple of pockets of of like big punk culture but in Britain it was able to really coalesce as a movement across the country and I thought that was interesting and I wasn't there but I thought that was kind of a kind of a, a noble uh, or a kind of a novel way of explaining it that made it made sense to me at least what well, do you think what, about that
2: what's he basing that on that it was that it was in the u.s first what based on what
0: well i don't know the ramones freaking stooges i I don't know
2: well so you can you can give me a see I mean, is there an english equivalent of the stooges yeah sure we got we had roxy music we had bowie i mean that's oh
0: come on that didn't that didn't have that guitar
2: like that so you're just talking about the way the guitar sounded. Look, I'll, give you, the I'll, ki- I'll, g- I'll the, give you the kinks then if you want to go, if you want to go all the way back. Sure, fine. Uh, might
0: as well go the to Who too. All yeah. right, I, I, forget it, man. I was trying to shed some insight, but if you don't want to be educated, Neil, I don't know what I can do for you.
2: No, it's like I'm saying. I, th- I, think, I think we'll do this and we'll, show, and we'll show. We'll do that like pre-punk show, and we'll show that from both sides of the Atlantic. I think at the same time, Play people that like- would.
0: Play that ten minute suicide song that literally makes you oh want. Oh my to god!
2: That. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean that that was from what? Like seventy. seventy seven. Well, but the, the suicide one. formed in seventy two or something. Yeah,
0: really Crazy. 72. But yeah, suicide album. That was one of the bands I considered for this particular endeavor. Was the uh yeah the, the but it's just so, it's it's literally just like not thwacking yourself in the head with a ball peen hammer. Maybe like a ball peen hammer turned sideways.
2: Well, I love just, I.
0: Part on your skull.
2: I love some of those stories that w- when the Clash went on their first headlining tour in England, they actually took Suicide on tour with them, and they said that when Suicide were playing, I think in Glasgow it was that the shower of bottles and cans and shit was so thick when Suicide came on that they like like had to take cover or something, and the main guy in Suicide got hit in the head with a bottle or something, and it, it just sounded brutal. But, uh, mm. but yeah, that's uh, that was that's to get through that first Suicide album, man. You need to. That's some tough it's listening.
0: So hard, sorry. But yeah, definitely, it definitely.
2: Uh... That's a, yeah, that's, that's a tough listen. But, but yeah, I mean, so yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting if we do that pre-punk show because yeah, you'll be doing your MC5 and your Stooges and that stuff. And yeah, the English stuff isn't as heavy, but it might be more experimental with yeah. Well, I'll give you Roxy Music and Mata Hoople and Bowie and you know stuff like that. So just in different ways, right?
0: Um... I'm afraid Bowie's estate will sue us. <laughs>
2: yeah that's true well I'll, I'll just play that one bowie song I might even play a cover of it there you go well then then we can't get sued right
0: well i'll tell you what well it's funny because this is by far the most commercial i think most the biggest music we've played to a certain extent i mean this is our most these are major label bands these are big bands i mean i'm not i'm not worried about it we're licensed but um you know usually we're playing bands that are thrilled to be played you know i think and now we're just playing some of these bigger, older bands. But anyway, well, sorry, most, go ahead. Well,
2: most, most of these bands are either all dead or, you know, they haven't been they haven't been bands in 30 years. So I don't think people will be that concerned, will they?
0: You don't think Joe Strummer's going to come back and sue us?
2: <laughs> well, I'm, we're not playing any Clash songs, so we're okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's why I didn't play any pist- Pistol stuff. Um... No, but I think it is. I think it's. It's. I mean, it's an interesting argument. And you know, like I say, for every MC5 you give me, I'll give you the Kinks or something. You know what I mean? So, I think there was decent music coming out from but both the sides.
0: Asian, Asian band. That was a a slightly different generation.
3: See, I, I, I think that, I, I have a very. I hard, consider that a sl- I
2: I have a very hard time listening to the MC5 to tell you the truth. I think they're shit. So there you go. <laughs> 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 stick stick that in your Detroit Pope pipe and smoke it.
0: Mm. well let me tell you something that guy singing about lola he got a real nasty surprise when he got her back to his room you know
2: well he also married chrissy hind so you know he's not doing it? Too, he's not doing too bad
0: He's like a nasty surprise in itself all right so why don't you play me one of these brilliant english english bands
2: i uh okay i am actually going to play something a little bit more experimental i'm going to play um ultravox who mm.
0: We've played them before, real um, early on. One of
2: our very first shows, yeah. Um, so Ultravox formed in, I think, 75. They grew out of a, like a, almost like a glam kind of band called Tiger Lily. Um, they formed in, like, 75, and they were unusual because they had, uh, they had a synthesizer, and they also had a guy playing the, um, what's it called, the violin in, in the band, too. So very unusual. So um, this is off their second album, Ha Ha Ha. Um, This is the song Rock Rock.
1: Rock, 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 rock.
2: Was Ultravox? with Rock Rock off of the second album? Uh, That's ha ha ha. still the original lineup. Yeah, came out in 76 exactly. Came out in seventy seven. Um, the first album, which we played a song off of before, very early on in our first or second show, um, we played Wide Boys, I believe. That was from seventy. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that came out in seventy six. So oh. um, yeah, they did. Haha uh, ha in 77, then they did an album in 78, and then John Fox, the main guy in the band, left. And then Ultravox took a very different direction after John Fox left. They weren't as experimental anymore, they basically just became a pop band at that and point. And they lost their exclamation point. They did, they lost the exclamation So that's the easy way to tell, actually. that When they were good, they had the exc- exclamation point at the end of the name. And when they yes. w- went to... I mean, they weren't shit, but they were just a synth pop band at that point. And they did things like Sleepwalk and... Vienna, mm. Vienna was a huge number one hit, right? I don't know if it was yeah. a hit in the States, but in England, it was number one for like 10 weeks or something. Mm. So
0: so when I when I was picking out my songs, you kind of chided me about how they were all East Coast. And I guess when I think of that 77 movement, I definitely, my mind does go to like CBGBs. So I was thinking about things like television and talking heads and, and things like that, even Blondie. Um, but the fact of the matter is you said, we're about some West coast and it got me thinking. So I actually started looking at a lot of the West coast stuff and the West coast scene was, I swear as eclectic as the East coast scene, there was a lot of different bands doing a lot of different stuff. I mean, yeah. X does X doesn't sound like, uh, the screamers or something like that. You know, screamers are actually more like Suicide-ish kind of, yep. um, so but it was hard to find a great single from 77 so like the first germs single came out in 77 forming but i i'm i i think they were forming i don't think that was really a good i don't think you know germs i think got good after a while
3: hmm. like Interesting. By, by
0: the by the end of the 70s i think they were actually pretty good like pat smear could actually play and i think well I think he could always play, but I think the rest of them could play. So I'm not really a huge fan of that forming single, even though I know you said you are, maybe we'll play that later. So we're gonna play the, the, the West Coast representation that I wanna play is actually the Weirdos, their first single, which is called Destroy All Music. And uh you familiar with the Weirdos?
2: Um, just a little bit, just and uh I think Neutron Bomb was that big. Oh song, yeah, right? we got the Neutron Bomb yeah. they're
0: classic. That yeah. was that was a year or two later.
2: Yeah. Um, but they're definitely
0: worth checking out. I would definitely recommend – I don't know that you get whole albums or anything by then at this point. Did they but, release Did they release an
2: album or were they mainly just like a singles band I and then they broke I don't know, up? but
0: I know a lot of their stuff is reissued. Like there's one that's called like Weird World Volume 1, Weird World Volume 2. Once again, I got all the stuff on CD more than uh, – rather than vinyl. And then I know there's a Destroy All Music uh, like expanded – like expanded – album version or something so but no it's 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 cool music i think i think you really like it I it's one of those bands that are like every time i listen to them like man this is really good but i don't i don't just do it a ton i do Actually, have a couple I'm, there
2: i'm very surprised looking at this because their first single year was as you say destroy all music from 77 not originally you can still get it for like 25 bucks which surprises the hell out of me i well, think check that, it out I I bet that would be a lot nope.
0: but yep i bet you i bet you'll like it this but uh, yeah so let's play the weirdos destroy all music
1: the radio the record i record
2: so there that was the weirdos with destroyal music and that was on bump records um yep and bump did put out a weirdo's compilation in 79 called who what when where why um but only has like eight songs on it or something like that so i don't think they ever really had a real album when they were um when they were actual band um the second single was the big one we got the neutron bomb on danger house and that one goes for yeah that one goes for up a 100 to 100 bucks or something like that
0: Now Danger House, that was like, they did the first X singles too.
2: Oh, they did? Okay
0: At least the first one, they'd like uh, Was it Adult Books? Was that the first
2: yeah. X single? Yeah
0: So Danger House is a pretty, yeah, they were a pretty cool little LA label
2: And it says, there was 5,000 Made, but only 2,500 sold And the rest were destroyed in a flood So uh, so that's uh, Yeah, so if you got the first the first press of that Weirdos, we got the Neutron Bomb single. That's, uh That's pretty That's pretty cool Hmm but uh, what else What else did they do? Then they had another EP, and 80, and then like nothing else really. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think they have reformed and played. I think they, you know, I don't know if they play now or not, but I mean, who's going to be, who, who Who? knows who's going to be playing when this is all said and done, right?
2: Right. No, that's true. Oh, you know what you missed? You missed the Dickies, baby. The Dickies would have been a good one oh, to pick today. yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? We could push it to 10 songs if you want.
0: That's all right. We'll do, we'll revisit. All right. Um, Well, and it's like, you know, of course, I didn't play anything by the Ramones just because, okay, so the Ramones leave home and and rock it to Russia, but there's no obscure songs on those albums. Right. At least not to people like us. Right. I mean, those songs are like, you know, American standards, every one of them.
2: I mean, the only one would be was the one that got kicked off of uh, Leave Home, right? Carbona, yeah.
0: not glue. Yeah,
2: Carbona, not glue. Um, they was on the original or, or one. Or
0: Sitter was the song that replaced it That's yep. Not as well. not as well-known. But still, those are all... I mean, even, even those, they're hardly, you know, not obscure by any stretch of the imagination.
3: Yeah. Um... So...
2: Yeah, but I mean, and I'm, I'm glad you did. I mean, one, I mean, you know, I could have done Sex Pistols and Clash and stuff, but everyone's yeah. heard those songs a billion, trillion times. So, I think it's good that you play the Weirdos and you know some of the and the Dictators too. I mean, I'd never heard that Dictators song before. So, Dictators are
0: good. I think you really like them actually. I, yeah. I, um, and yeah, you know, Dead Boys are kind of an obvious one, but it's it's one of those things.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, I think the Dead Boys, the Dead Boys. Uh, I think between the two of us, that's probably the band that we. Both, most yeah, of Rayon cool. has probably been yeah, one of my favorite punk rock bands of all time, right?
3: The yeah.
2: Same for you, I think probably.
3: Yep. Yeah.
0: Matter of fact, it's been on my mind lately that we need to get a get a little more aggressive about getting that later era Dead Boys member to come and talk to us. I think that'd be fun. So Yeah, I think so.
2: It. Yeah, I mean, he's from I've, he, I've, he's he's from Detroit, right? He's from your area, never, neck of the yeah, woods. Yeah, I don't know
0: if he lives here over this over this way anymore or not. So, hmm. but. Anyway, yeah, so, so
2: I don't know, I don't know, Neil. So you, so so your takeaway is that uh, America did everything, and um, and we just copied you guys. Is that it?
0: Exactly, just like World War II, <laughs> <laughs> bail your asses out.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, so yeah, we were in that one first. So I think you just yeah. got that. Well, I think you just got that one wrong. <laughs> I
0: I've been so I I uh my daughter bought me for my birthday, which is way back in May. Uh, this brief history of World War II book, which is really enjoyable, and it's broken down into small sections, so you know it's 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 not really a slog to read. But I had kind of taken a break because i had gotten so into reading a couple of biographies by a couple of different heroin addicts <laughs> about a couple of different heroin addicts, and one of them was the Kurt Cobain biography. I know I talked about that. It's called Heavier Than Heaven, and I'm a a nominal Nirvana fan, but boy, what a miserable prick he was. And then the last one I read was about um, Jerry Nolan. Oh, which, okay. Which I got to say, I didn't know a ton about Jerry Nolan before. No, I don't I read either.
2: This, no.
0: Another 77, that freaking LAMF record that we've, yeah. I know we've played stuff from that before, such a classic. Um, but Jerry Nolan and, and Johnny Thunders will forever be linked. You know, they were drug buddies, and it's just amazing. He must have, they must have broke up and got back together again as the Heartbreakers 10 times, 15 times. They'd hate each other, swear they were never going to talk again. they get back together. And then when Johnny died, Jerry died months later.
3: Hmm.
0: He had AIDS. I mean, he was a terrible junkie. But uh, the, it was... Uh, they described it... The, the author described it as... Like, they were the great loves of each other's lives. Despite hmm. the fact that it was, I guess, a heterosexual relationship. Mm-hmm. But... Anyway, it was it was interesting. It's it's uh it wasn't an amazing book, and it was called My Wild Ride. It was called Fashion. I have it here somewhere.
2: Well, is, I, is it? Is it autobiography or was it a sure, biography? Yep,
0: no. no, it was a it was a biography, and it was the thing with it, it was interesting, and I loved reading about the Dow stuff, and and even the uh, heartbreaker stuff. I found it very interesting, but I never felt like I got inside his head. Okay, and unfortunately. He was your typical sort of charming junkie where, you know, he, 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 these junkies, you know, they, they will do anything to get their drugs. And, uh, listen, man, I know a lot of people have wrestled with this and it's, it's a horrible thing, but it's, it's, so at the end of the day, he, he was, he could be a pretty despicable dude, even though he was also sometimes charming. So
2: see, it's pretty weird, right? Cause he wasn't the original drummer for uh, the New York no. balls, right? The original drummer died when the New York Dolls
0: went to Europe. Was it Billy Mer-
2: Billy Mercia, Mercia. yeah.
0: Mercia, yeah, yeah. They went to Europe and he got way too drunk or way too stoned or something. They tried to put him in a bathtub to. He
2: drowned in the bathtub, right? And on the bathtub. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus.
0: But Jerry, Nolan, Jerry Nolan, by all accounts, was a, was a tremendously good drummer. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, everybody who worked with this guy, you know, he was a pro's pro. Even even when he was you know, shaking and sweating. He was he was a pro's pro. So, anyway. Went over to Europe to play in that famous... Went over to England to play in that famous anarchy tour with the Sex Pistols that almost all the shows got canceled. Right. And it was it was interesting reading about that, too, because these guys were kind of like pro's pro's, and the Clash and the Pistols, they were all just
2: kids. Yeah, they couldn't play at all. They were right.
0: just worshiping at the feet of, of these former New York Dolls,
2: you right. know? Right, right. They
0: were so amazed, but... That must, have been, anyway. that,
2: that must have been a. An, talk about an amazing tour to see. I mean, on the few dates that they did play. Yep. Fucking Doll. I, I'm sorry. The Heartbreakers, The Clash, The Sex Pistols. I mean, for God's sakes. <laughs>
0: Originally The Damned. Yeah. And The Damned got kicked off early or something. And then they replaced him with somebody else. I mean, the whole thing was amazing. Right. But meanwhile, like 70% of them got canceled because of the famous. Steve Jones cursing on TV incident.
2: Yeah, on the, uh, yeah, the other Sex Pistols on live nationwide TV at tea time. Yeah. <laughs> on the so, Bill, on the Bill Grundy show. That one's boy, classic. That's, that's, yeah. maybe,
0: maybe that's a topic, Neil. Punk rocker television appearances. There's some funny stuff, funny stuff to be had there.
2: Have you ever, have you ever seen the, um, I think it was like a late night cable New York TV show. The one where it's got uh, Sid Vicious at Sid and Nancy, and uh, Steve and Steve's girlfriend, and they're sitting on a panel, and people are calling in.
3: Um, I am.
2: If you haven't seen that, it's on YouTube, and it is fucking priceless. It's like an hour long, and uh, the guy answering the phones is trying to do his best, but people are just calling in and trying to insult them, and Sid is just. Like giving him hell and back, and and I mean it's basically the Sid show. It's basically the Sid and Nancy show, and Steve is just sitting there, kind of saying stuff every once in a while. But um, it it's hysterical because Sid is clearly just out of his mind on heroin well, at the time.
0: It's it's funny because there is a Nancy Jerry no a Jerry Nolan connection.
2: Oh, I'm sure I'm sure Nancy shagged him too. She'd well, shagged she shagged anybody. She had right?
0: her eye on him, and when she came
2: to England, it was to
0: get her claws into Jerry Nolan, supposedly. Hmm. When she ended up meeting Sid,
2: so mm-hmm. well, and she tried to get off with Johnny first, but Johnny hadn't, didn't want anything to do with it. So yeah, she that, was
0: she's she's one that usually people don't like to talk poorly about the dead, but man, you can't find anybody to say a nice word about this woman.
2: No, not at all, not at all. So, um, yeah, I but mean, Johnny Johnny Johnny, blame, again, Johnny blames her for killing Sid, basically, right? Once
0: again, junkies, you know, they they just junkies gonna do junkie stuff. <laughs>
2: so too much junky business
0: too much junky business that's <laughs> right all right speaking of junky business what's your who's your what's your final song for this evening Neil well this again I d- this beautiful sunny afternoon that's now dark it's and now dark yeah oh, well
2: I, I didn't want again I didn't want to do anything super obvious you know which would have been, no I'm gonna play uh, white Riot by the clash um so that's, that's a good song I mean you know and I've done Sham 69 and and Stranglers who are you know obviously very well known. So I'm yep. going to I'm going to finish it off with a less well known 77 band. This was a band from Manchester and but not the Buzzcocks um, called the Drones. Hmm. And I mean, sorry, they, heard of them. Yeah, I I I think I've played one of their songs before on uh, yeah. on one of our earlier shows. Um, but this is one of their singles so the, yeah, the drones were from Manchester. They had one classic album called further temptations, um, from 77 and they had a couple of sing. Oh yeah, that's right. Cause I, I played a drone song on a, on the covers show that we did. Um, and then he had a couple of singles in 77, um, one called bone idol and one called temptations of a white collar worker. And the song I'm going to play is their first single. This is Bone Idol by the Drones. <laughs> there that was bone idol by the drones um absolutely love that song um and i know there's been a couple of bands since called drones or you know the drones or whatever and in fact i think there's a current kind of american shitty band called drones but they'll never be as good as as the original so Hmm. they can all fuck off
0: (laughs) there you go words of wisdom
2: (laughs) yeah yeah, I'm Some... just I'm I'm looking that up right now. Oh, the drones, Australian groups in 70, since seventies since nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, we'll piss off you a bunch of convicts. Boy, ninety seven. That...
0: Yeah. Johnny come lately, only been around for twenty three years. Yeah,
2: you should know that, that that band name's already been taken. You bunch of wankers.
0: I mean, could we could we start a band now and call ourselves the Beatles?
2: Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm sure we could for about five minutes until all the lawsuits <laughs> came in. I'm sure that would be great.
0: Mm, yeah. <laughs> The new Beatles.
2: Yeah, the new Beatles. The silver Beatles. There you go. <laughs> okay, so what's, so, our, so what's our takeaway today? 77 was the, uh, the breakthrough music when everything else was shit and, and, uh, and punk broke through and made everything good again, right?
0: It's funny. What is our takeaway? You know, the fact of the matter is if this was the only year in music you could listen to, you could do a lot worse.
2: Oh, fuck yes. Yeah. But so. as good as 77 was, I think 78 and 79 might have been even better personally
0: 78 there was a lot a lot of good 778 too because a lot of these bands cranked out albums fast so their second album came out in 78 yeah. but there were some letdowns too the damn second album wasn't nearly as good as their first and right the the uh fourth ramones album while still a very very good record wasn't nearly as good as the first three so i mean they it were is, already...
2: and it is funny it was very different so um i mean all of these bands that Oh, apart from the Drones, I think, and the Weirdos, probably, but a lot of the bands that we've played today did get signed to major labels. You know, yep. as 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 offended by the record uh, labels were by punk when it first came out, they certain, certainly saw that, well, this stuff is going to sell and it's going to sell big, so... There was then it was a rush to sign any punk rock band that they could get their hands on, right? And so yep. they would sign them to those ridiculous record contracts, you know, the Clash signed to C B S, you know, Pistols famously signed to EMI, then got kicked off, and then went to A and M, got kicked off yep. and when they went to Virgin and the Jam went to Polydor, and the Buzzcocks went to uh, United Artists, and you know, yep. everybody's everybody.
0: New, da- New York Dolls were on Mercury, and you know, yeah. the uh Ramones the Ramones were on, on Sire. Sire. Yeah, yep. a lot of bottom on Sire, actually. So, yeah, no, there was the, it, that wasn't really a thing. The major label hatred wasn't really a thing until hardcore punk came around.
2: I mean, people still like talked about ba- people still talked about bands selling out but it wasn't so much the record labels it was if they would charge full price or they would charge too much to go to a gig or something like that right so that's why the class were always very sure that like when london calling came out it had to sell for four pounds when sandinista came out even though it was a triple album they still made sure it sold only sold for five pounds or whatever so well yeah we can we can have a whole show on sandinista or something well it's it's
0: funny the the idea of selling out because now the music industry is so bad you're just like you don't even care if bands like have their own brand of pickles it's like Anything you could do to make a living.
2: (laughs) No, that's that's true. I mean, yeah, when 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 social distortion has their own brand of coffee, and you're seeing, you know, lots of bands have like beers and stuff like that. Dude,
0: I see all these bands with. This is a like I said, this is another day too. Let's let's hold off on this because I have a lot of thoughts on this, and we're getting. What were you gonna gonna bitch about?
2: Hold on, give 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 me a clue. What were you gonna bitch about?
0: Well, these these brand these branded uh, products, specifically, like. Uh, for for example if you have a band that where you you, the, you know the guy struggled with alcohol for years and then they have their own brand of beer yeah it's kind of crazy right
2: yeah it is it there's is. multiple
0: examples of that that i can come up with right off the top of my head but that's that's for another day that's for another day we need to let people go back to their lives and um we'll come back at them soon enough i'm sure all right so
2: so we're wrapping up for the night
0: we are we're wrapping up we've we've gone all over the place and we're we're <laughs> wrapping up
2: well, I wish I was back in 77, let me tell you. My 14 year old self, I would have done a lot more and gone to, you know, bought a lot more. Well, I didn't have any money. All I had was pocket money. I didn't have more money to buy more stuff, but I'm, I'd i have done something, goddammit. If yes, I could, if I could have, go back to your,
0: your, your accumulated wisdom to get more girls.
2: Yeah, but I still do have the 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 two albums that I talked about, Stranglers um No More Heroes album and the First Clash album, which were the two albums I owned in 77. I still have them both in my collection. So, I'm, happy, I'm happy about that. Yep.
0: And they're worth lots of money, but it doesn't matter because you're never going to sell them anyway.
2: Well, they're not actually. I mean, cuz they were no. both I mean, the First Clash album sold a trillion billion copies, right? So There you go. Yeah. All right.
0: Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Yep.
2: Thanks for listening.
0: Happy Thanksgiving. We are thankful for you, our listeners.
2: Yes. Yeah, write us because yeah, we haven't we've not been the the mail has dropped off recently. So yeah, send us send us some mail. Say what you know, what's your favorite stuff from seventy seven and how do you chime in on this whole England wanna... England versus America debate. Or are we gonna <laughs> are we gonna get some Aussies saying that the Saints were first? Is that what we're gonna get?
3: There
0: you go. Well we we gave you guys a break when Neil was in England and we kinda slowed down a little bit and uh one of our regular listeners says he's like four episodes behind. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? We gave you all this time to catch up. Yeah. You wasted right. it. Now Cause... we're going to start bombarding you again.
2: Yeah. So I think we're going to have some guests coming up soon. Some pretty unusual okay. guests, I think. So I think it's going to be pretty fun. So Of course. It's always yep.
0: going to be fun. If it's not fun, we won't do it. Yep. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody.
2: Yep. Thanks. Thanks, Tom. And I will uh, We'll talk to you all next time. So, uh, yeah, stay free. Keep a little mark in your heart. All that kind of good stuff. And uh, we'll talk to you later.
0: See you later on.
2: Bye-bye.